And we are live. Good morning, everybody. This is Patrick Lee, your host of Midweek Motivation Live. Going to be talking uh, some straight talk today. Name of the show, straight talk, uh, shooting from the hip. Going to be talking about life in general, um, societal norms, some things that we are taught about life, how we are going to choose to live our life. A lot of interesting things going on outside my window today in uh, the downtown tower executive office suites here in the first bank southwest tower 18th floor studio one as i call it and uh, we're going to get into all of that we have ropes we have signs we have window washers on the on the the tower here a lot of stuff going on and uh but i'm gonna not be distracted and we're gonna have a have a great show here today and chat we will be back you know the drill we're gonna be back right after this And we're back in uh, with the show today, uh, Straight Talk, Shooting from the Hip with Patrick Lee, and uh, happy to be here today to talk with y'all, drinking some great coffee, one of my newer uh, cups here. Uh, my good friends Gina and Cody got me this. They got my wife and I matching cups for a gift, <sighs> and we just, we just love them. I have a giant one, um, a giant big um, cooler cup like this that my wife has stolen and it holds nearly a liter of water. It's huge. I can't drink that much coffee at one time. I drink coffee in mine. She drinks ice cold water in hers and uh, great coffee. Thank you for the gift from Cody and Gina. I appreciate that. I've said on the show before in the past, when life happens to me, the things I want to learn, I share with you. And um, we talked about that in some previous shows as well. And a lot of things are going on in life um, with the Patrick Lee, Patrick Lee group and uh, and my family. And this isn't a big tell all. It's just a, a way to help us, um, you know, help each other. People tuning in to watch the show live and around the world by way of the World Wide Web. I love that. You know, Midweek Motivation Live is now on all major podcast platforms. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Uh, you can find Midweek Motivation Live there. And I uh, appreciate that. If you're watching the show later on on YouTube, please click on the uh, subscribe button, subscribe to the channel in the link below the video, and then click on the bell to get notifications as well. That will help us grow the channel. I recently attended a luncheon with a speaker. He's an author. I'm going to try to get him on the show, actually. And he wrote a book called Refined by Failure. And you can probably look that up at his website online, refinedbyfailure.com. And he told a story about some failures, life failures in his past, not moral failures, but just life failures and the path that he was on to living his life that were not going to cause him to live the life by design that he intended um, to live. And I've, I have caught myself in some of those in the past. And the best thing I can say about how I choose to live my life is I learn from my own uh, mistakes. We say that on the show all the time. Nothing is a mistake if you learn from it. So it may seem like it's a mistake, but if you learn from that, um, it ends up becoming a stepping stone to your next success. 
So that's how I choose to look at things in my life. And I also have learned to look at um, the stories, listen to the stories of other people and try to be um, very aware, cognizant of the areas where they may have um, some shortcomings in their life, some, some, some pitfalls that they may have fallen into and how am I going to um, prepare myself to avoid making those mistakes. The first topic today on the banner, Life Happens, Now What? In this particular man's uh, journey, uh, life happened. He was totally blindsided. And uh, based on some of the things that were going on in his life, and he was totally unprepared for that and then had a incredible journey of, um, of redemption, of rebuilding, of taking some great coaching, leadership, and guidance and uh, was able to make a comeback from that and uh, very happy for that. Like I said, I'm going to try to get them, uh, get this man on the show here quickly. I'm, I've reached out. I've had my people reach out to his people and we'll, we'll see how that goes. It'd be, I think it'd be a great story. If not, um, I will still end up buying the book, sharing it with you. I'm going to buy the book today on Audible and listen to that. Um, probably get some paper copies and we'll give them away as gifts on the show. And uh, I just want to get this information into your hands about other people's journey and how it can help you as well. Life happens. Now what? What do we do when life happens? How do we handle some of the things that life throws at us? Um, many of you know a lot of things have happened in my family over the last couple of years. Beginning of COVID, my dad passed away. Um, over the last couple of years, we ended up doing a lot of work on my mom's home. We had to find her a great local care facility where she lives, right half a mile away from my little brother and his wife. And uh, she has a pastor about 45 minutes away in the next town where they attended church for years. And the pastor and some of her friends from the church come by to visit her. Other people come to see her and she's in getting remarkable care. So we've had a lot going on. We've been out there multiple trips to Oregon, making updates on the home to sell the property to help pay for her care in her in her golden years. And a lot going on at the homestead here in town, Amarillo, um, with my family, with my kids, with my church, with my business, always something going on. And we say, well, life happens now what? And we also say life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So how do we learn from what is going on in our lives, right? How do we learn from that? If we can learn from it, it's a stepping stone to our next success. So when things happen to you in life, um, how are you going to look at that? Many of you have kids getting married. You have friends going through divorces. You may have family members that have lost a loved one. It could be a lot of things. You've lost your job. You've lost a position. And you feel like when things change that you are losing something. Something is being taken away from your life. Now, a loss of a loved one, I, I, I agree that, that we are going to grieve the fact that that person is no longer in our life here. Those of us that are people of faith that believe in God and heaven and that that person was saved and they're going to to their great reward. They're going to go be with Jesus and we will be reunited with them. That is our great hope of our salvation. We will be reunited with our loved ones when we leave this earth. Many people do not have that hope. So they count that as a loss. Someone has been taken away from me. They blame God. They blame the universe. They feel sad, remorseful. 
um, that maybe they didn't spend enough time with that person. Um, so that happens to you. You may have received a reduction in pay at your job. Uh, pay cuts happen frequently. And uh, I've just, that's happened in, in uh, to someone I know recently, you know, pay cuts going through their company. And how do you deal with that? Life happens. You tighten up your belt a notch, right? You have to pull that buckle up a little bit tighter and you get leaner in other areas and you learn how to live a better life. Many times when, when life happens and that there is that reduction maybe in pay, there's that someone, a loss in your business, you learn new ways to move forward and become more successful while spending less. And in the end, you realize that that loss, that hit was a stepping stone to your future success because you've learned maybe you were overspending in an area you didn't need to be. And now you've learned how to tighten that belt, how to, how to decrease that budget, but to be leaner and move forward faster. Many times we feel like the things that are, have been taken from us, it's a bad thing. But most of the time, that's a good thing because when you are leaner, you can move quicker. You're more nimble on your feet. No one wants to be a fat cat just laying around in the sun eating kibble, right? You want to be leaner. You want to be able to move quickly. You want to be fast on your feet. Agility at my age is one of the things that I have 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 you know taken pride in myself of for years. And I would tell my wife I have the agility of a cat, but then who likes cats, right? I mean, we're all dog people here, but maybe some of you are cat people. But the one thing you know about a cat is no matter how you a cat jumps or falls or or whatever, you can throw it up in the air and it will always land on its feet. They're very uh, quick, they're fast, they're nimble. And that's when something in life happens, you need to learn how to use that mindset and say, no matter what happens in life, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. I'm going to land on my feet, pick myself up, get leaner and move forward. But, you know, many times life um, we have been programmed not to think that way. And you say, well, Patrick, you're just you're just full of fluff. You're a motivational speaker. What do you know about life? Everything I tell you, I have learned the hard way most of the time. Trust me. So I am the hardest on myself, probably harder than many of you um, would ever understand or believe. But we've learned these lessons when when we're programmed by life, by society, societal norms, um, societal programming, is it something that's happening to you? You had better believe that it is. What are you talking about, Patrick? Um, how many of you have been taught that most successful people or, and there are studies that have been done. These studies go all the way back to the forties, fifties, and sixties, proven studies that for generations and decades, the most successful people, the leaders in business, um, most of them were head and shoulders taller than the competition. Tall men, generally 6'2 to 6'4 um, and taller. Um, they go into school. They get a great education. They're the leader in the class. They stand head and shoulders above their friends and their peers. They go to school, to universities. They stand out. They get big jobs, fancy jobs. They're CEOs, owners, managers of big companies and big corporations because of the societal conditioning, the programming that says Johnny is taller than his friends. He must be exceptional. He has good genetics. He's going to be faster, bigger, taller, smarter than all of his friends. So most attorneys, 
doctors, not always doctors, but most attorneys, CEOs, and I'm, I live in a bit in a building full of 30 floors of attorneys, CEOs of companies, um, CPAs, a lot of big business people. And, and it's amazing how many of them to this day are still taller than the average man. I am the height of an average man in America. I think I'm five, 10 and a half. Um, was I probably picked on as a kid? Absolutely. I've shared that on the show. Would I have gone further in life potentially had I been six foot two as opposed to five foot 10 and a half? I wanted to be six foot for so many years growing up as a young man. My older brother was six foot tall. I think my little brother may have reached six foot tall. My, my dad was five foot eight. Somewhere in there, I'm going to fall and I'm probably never going to make it past six foot tall. My grandpa was six foot, but I just never did. Did I, did I take that societal programming, that pressure of, of my environment and say, if I don't make six foot tall, I'm not going to be successful? Even though maybe society may say that about you. If you are a, if you are a girl and you are tall, how many of you were automatically assumed that you were going to go into basketball or something like that because you're tall, right? That's what society does to us. If you're shorter and curvier, they're like, oh, isn't she cute? But if she's tall and thin, oh, how graceful. Look how tall and stately and beautiful she is. So you automatically think that that girl is going to be married to a tall person. She's going to go be successful in life. She's going to be a leader, a business owner, a speaker, whatever. She's going to be a great, great financial business partner to another tall man. But if they're shorter, oh, isn't she cute? Isn't that societal programming? Doesn't that change who we become as people? I think it does. I truly do think it does. How many of you ever heard the, the term short man syndrome? If you have a short friend, you know it's true. Many of them fight, kick, and scrape and bite their way climbing to the top because society puts this pressure on them in their life that they're not going to be as successful as someone else, right? And that's not cool, but it's real. Is it happening to you? If you don't think it is, drop me a comment. Good morning, Pete. Good to see you watching the show as well. Other people tuning in. I love that. Um, it No matter what you are in life, what your stature is now, your race, your nationality, your sex, your height, your weight, your looks, your beauty, your lack thereof, all of those things, society puts these pressures on you to be a certain type of person. And the people that seem to be the most beautiful, the tallest, seem to get the most benefit and lead the most successful life. Are you going to allow that to be the story in your life? Short man syndrome? Short person syndrome? Are you going to be mean and dirty and hateful and always feel like you're, you're being something's being taken away from you? Are you going to live this life of motivation and happiness and just go for it in life and be the person you want to be, the life by design instead of the life by societal default that you think life is going to hand you? I just choose to, to have a motivational show and try to help people with that. 
People will leave you. Prepare for it. If we don't learn how to live a better life, a more motivated and inspirational life, there are going to be people that will leave your life. The things that you fail to manage will find a way to manage themselves out of your life. It happens in people. It happens with your finances. It happens with your business. It happens with your with your health. Things that you fail to manage will leave you. People will leave you. Prepare for that. Life lesson. I told you I'm shooting from the hip today. I hope this is helping some of you. What happens when people leave your life? Are you bitter or do you get better? People leave your life for a multitude of reasons. Some of them can no longer walk down the same road with you. They're on a different path than you. They realize that you may be going in a certain direction and your destination is not the destination they want to arrive at. I used to have a, a pastor um, who's still a good friend and we would have people that would come and say, I'm going to walk down the road with you, pastor, arm in arm. I'm going to walk with you. And then two weeks later, you don't see him anymore. You'll have people come into your life and, oh my God, you're immediately besties. And then two months later, that person doesn't even reach out to you anymore. You find out you are the next bestie, right? I don't choose to be anyone's bestie. I choose to be the best friend I can be to as many people as I can be while keeping my inner circle close. So I'm not just going to have allow someone to come into my life and just say, oh, we're immediately best friends. That's ridiculous. Doesn't make sense at all. They can be a good friend. They can be a confidant. And when they earn that place, someone might even make it into the top five. But that person is going to have to pass muster to make it anywhere close to my top five. You will have a couple of your besties in your top five and the rest are the resties, right? I hope this is helping you. People will leave you. Be prepared for it and realize that when that person, um, we have a whiteboard in the in the uh, office down the hall. We have a plug and play room for co-working space. We have a whiteboard on the wall and one of the action coaches from one of the other floors on the building came in and put a note on the whiteboard. It said, some storms come into your life to wreak havoc. And while the other storms come into your life to clear a path. And I think that's a great saying. And as I walk down that hall every now and then, I'll poke my head in the door and be reminded of that. And then I will go in and put some other motivational sayings on the blackboard or the whiteboard in there uh, just to motivate people when they come in and just tell them sometimes a person leaves your life because you are being protected from bad things to come. Maybe that person is going to wreak havoc in your life and that uh, that storm comes to eliminate them from your life. How many of you have ever had a person leave your life and you say someone reaches out to you and says, well, I, you dodged a bullet there because that person was trouble and we could see it and you couldn't. That's if that person was in my top five, I would have hoped that they would have come to me in advance and said, I don't think that that person is good for you. And they're sometimes in a in a multitude of witnesses there will be many of your friends and confidants that can tell you that person is not a good person for your life. They don't bring out the best in you. They bring out the worst in you. They see you being degraded or lowering your standards by the, the company you keep. And so, so prepare for that. When people leave you, realize that there are going to be sometimes you may mourn that person leaving, but just realize that person was not for you. They may have been with you at the time, but they were not for you. They may have been for something that you were 
going towards and they thought they could get that too, but they're on a different path. And sometimes that person is being removed from your life. And that's a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing. And then realize this, I shared this on another friend's post yesterday. People's actions speak louder than their words because many people will come to you and tell you what they're going to do. They will tell you how much they support you, how much they believe in you and they love you, but they don't act like it. Many of us have heard in the past, if you were on trial for being a good friend to somebody, if you were on trial for being a Christian and you went to court, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If you're on trial for being a good friend to a person and that person took you to court, would, would, would you have enough actions behind your words to convict you of being a great friend? Would you have enough action behind your social media presence to prove that you are as successful as your social media says that you are? Oh no, now I'm stepping on someone's toes, right? Because I'm in social media all the time. I talk about and share information from multiple uh, motivational speakers, people in the self-improvement space, um, an area that I have just been dipping my toe in the water for the last few years, growing this podcast and my channels. Um, so they would say, uh, where's your book? Where's the proof of your success? Where's your mansion? Many of the people now that are on social media have a book. Their, their pictures on the cover of the book. I wrote this book with AI now or with a ghostwriter. You can put your picture on the cover of any book. Um, I could write a book tomorrow um, through AI and call it the best of midweek motivation live. Put my face on the cover. AI would write the book for me. I could self-publish it and I would be a published author. I have many friends that are published authors. Do I think AI wrote their book for them? Not at all. I know them personally and I know the amount of blood, sweat and tears and thinking and hard labor it went into writing their books. But on social media, you can be anything you say you are. But when the rubber hit, uh, meets the road, your actions will always speak louder than what you say. You'd better have something some substance behind those words, those words of affirmation, those words of support. I will be there for you. As part of the song, uh, the, the friends, uh, friends theme song, right? I'll be there for you. Um, Lisa. Hey, Lisa, good to see you friend watching the show live today. I love it. Lisa tells me all the time. Hey, I didn't always get to watch the show and I came back and listened. And I'm like, that's awesome. As long as we get some of the show in you, that's all that matters. Love that. Love that. Love that. But it's true. Lisa knows that. Pete knows that. People watching today, you know that. Friends' actions speak louder than their words. You can say you're going to be there for somebody all day long. You can say who you are on social media. You can tell people that you're successful, that you're wealthy, that your business is thriving. And you can make it look any way you want. But do your actions actually line up with your words? People and, and my mom actually had a, a sticker, like a, a deal on the phone on, a, on our refrigerator years ago. The people that said people's actions speak so loudly, I can't hear what they are saying. And it's just true. And that's kind of where this banner came from. People's actions speak louder than their words. You can say how motivated you are, how healthy you are, how wealthy you are, um, and, and financially successful you are. But when the rubber meets the road, 
who a person is inside cannot help but become part of their outside and their actions will always be the telling point. And then final topic of shoot from the hip today, becoming the cheerleader of those you love. Are you truly a supporter of the people that you have in, in leadership in your life, in your top five, in your inner sphere, those that you, that you say you support, are you really a truly a cheerleader of those people? Are you a cheerleader of your spouse, of your business partner, of your children? That's one of the things that I need to work on. My wife is a great cheerleader. Um, she watches uh, some of the motivational podcasts um, and shows that I watch in the videos. And the funny thing about her is she can watch one and she'll take a key point out of it immediately. And she will turn around and use that to help better me as a cheerleader. She was watching an Ed Milet video one day and he talked about turning up the heat in your life. You need to be more passionate. You need to be faster. You need to work harder. You need to turn up the heat. He really drove home that point. You need to turn up the heat. My wife reminds me now nearly every day before she walks out the door, turn up the heat today. Why? Because she loves me. She's cheering me on to success. She knows these are the things that I need to hear that feed me in my spirit. And one of the areas I have been lacking, and that is doing the same thing for her. She works in a call center as a collector for the largest privately owned bank in America. And they it's a it's a hot business. Let me tell you, some days it's a hot mess. Some days it's a hot success. Um, and their job is to call to make collections on personal lines of credit and loans. And sometimes it's, it's an argument and sometimes it's conflict in the office, just like any office. Um, and I need to be a better cheerleader of cheering her on to do better, to be, we congratulate her, her successes uh, frequently, which is good, but I need to be a better cheerleader of her. Is that something that you need to do in your life? Becoming a better cheerleader of those that you work with, those that are on your team, those that are in your life. Be a better cheerleader of those people. Continue to motivate them. You watch the show because I hope that this motivates you. But as you do, turn that around and use that in your work environment with your sphere of influence and use that to cheer on those people that you know, love, and trust. Hey. I love you guys. I appreciate you coming back to watch the show each and every week. Like I've said, if I can ever help you, um, what I do for a living is real estate. I do this for free. Midweek Motivation Live is my outlet to help those that I know, love, and trust. And if I can help you, I would love it if I could. And if there's any way you could help me, click on the link in the, in the, the comments below this video to my digital business card www.patricklee.org. Get an appointment on my schedule. If you have any questions or needs in the real estate space, I would be happy to help you in that area as well. Remember, comfort begins at the end of your comfort zone. I would challenge all of you to go out there today, get uncomfortable, make a new friend, learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Until next time, I'll see you. Bye-bye.